0: It's do-or-die time now for the Chargers. It's the playoffs against the Jaguars this week, and the Chargers have been getting healthier at the right time. And if they win this week, they could even get back Rashawn Slater.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David And We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen today, as always. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And we got a Big time story that came out today, David, and that was that Rashawn Slater has been designated to return from injured reserve. He will be activated at some point of the playoffs If the Chargers can get to that point because we also know he's not going to be playing this week. But it is our Chargers mailbag today. We're getting into him and also Mike Williams. What is the impact he's going to be able to make? Will he be on a snap count in this game? And I also want to talk about what the Chargers new expectations are now because at one point, David, I think we were good with, hey, just try to make it to the playoffs. But now you're healthier, and I think the expectation should be a little bit more than that. Now it feels like a disappointment if the Chargers can't get it done this weekend. And we'll also talk about if this playoff appearance itself is going to guarantee the Chargers don't make any changes on their coaching staff. But before we get into it, I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. With the promo code locked on, that's pricepeaks.com. Promo code locked on. All right. Thank you to everyone who hit us up at locked on LAC on Twitter. We appreciate all the questions from you guys today. Good to be back and doing a Chargers mailbag for sure. And I want to start with Charles Motz here, who asks very simply, what do you think of Rashawn Slater coming back? I mean, this is a great question, David. The only thing we know at this point is that hey, the window is open, which makes sense because the playoffs are only so long anyway. So 21 days, you should be able to tell. But we do also know that he's not going to play on Saturday against against the Jaguars, at least this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, what do we think? I I mean, I think it's fantastic. It's phenomenal for him, you know, knowing that he had a major injury that was, you know, by all accounts, supposed to take his entire season away from him. And it kind of reminds me. Of you know, when Darwin James got hurt and came back l- later on and, and you know reminds me of when Melvin Ingram got hurt and came back on later in the season. So to be able to say that you have the chance to be able to bring back an all pro left tackle, I mean, for games that mean everything, you know, not just mean something, they mean everything. It is awesome to even have that chance after, you know, suffering, like I said, what should have been a season ending injury.
0: Yeah, it it is for most guys. I I mean, that's what we thought. They've been pretty open about it all along saying, hey, if there is a chance he could return for the playoffs, at least that's what it seemed like only, you know, a few weeks after the injury happened. They weren't closing the door on it. Right. This makes it seem more real. And it just feels like, hey, that makes this game coming up that much more important because you could even be more solidified. You could have your entire starting offensive line back together. As soon as next week, potentially, we don't know if it's going to be next week, but you have to like your chances because the Chargers are obviously pretty confident in where he's at, at this point, even to designate him to return. I mean, after that injury, you're not taking any chances and you can't. If He's not ready. He's not ready. But the fact that you could get him back next week, even with as good as Jamari Sawyer's played, that's a huge, gigantic upgrade. I mean, this team oh, yeah. has had Rashawn Slater since week three against the Jaguars, where he got hurt originally. So, I mean, it sucks he can't get some sweet revenge this week against the Jaguars. But this right? is definitely huge news. The Chargers have 21 days to bring him onto the active roster. Brandon we did say he's not going to play on Saturday. But if you can get that dude back, not only is it going to help you protect Justin Herbert, hopefully it can help you get to some semblance of the running game that you had in 2021 when this unit was much better at running the football They should be much better this year. He is a really underrated run blocker for this team. And I think he had a huge impact on that. But Jamari Sawyer has played well. And that leads to the next question we have from Andrew or from Dave Garrett, I mean, on Twitter, who asks If Slater does return, what do you think happens to Jamari Sawyer, David? Knowing that, you know, are they thinking about whether or not they would take somebody out? I'm guessing Matt Filer is the obvious choice for most people.
1: Yeah, it is the obvious choice for most people, but unfortunately, it's not the obvious choice for the Chargers. The the Chargers want to keep that continuity. They believe in that wholeheartedly, unfortunately, and it seems like criminal that you, you would take Jamari Sawyer off the field after playing admirably this entire season. But obviously, if an all pro left tackle is available and healthy and ready to go, He's going to get slotted right back in there at that left tackle spot. You got to put him there. And you, I think you would love to, you know, probably pencil him in there at left guard and take Fyler out, but that's not going to happen. Just knowing this Chargers organization and the way they work, they want to keep the continuity as much as possible, they want to limit the moving pieces. So, if, you know, Slater comes back, that means, unfortunately, that Jamari Sawyer is probably going to be a swing piece, either swing guard, swing swing tackles, swing center, whatever. Wherever you need him, um, he has that versatility to be able to step in.
0: Yeah, not a bad kind of jack-of-all-trades to have, you know, backing these guys up. And yeah. I think next year it's something to approach, right? I mean, Matt Filer yeah. has a big cap hit next year. You have Jamari Sawyer, who played well at left tackle, really probably translates better to a guard at this level anyways so it makes a lot more sense next year when you have an entire offseason to get that chemistry that this team has really been battling for all season like they fought hard to get the chemistry they have now the nice thing is Rashawn Slater and Matt Filer already have chemistry right that was a really really good tandem last year I think you will see more from Matt Filer if you get Rashawn Slater back even though I do think he has definitely hasn't been as bad recently, it seems like. I mean, he's not the guy that I would agree like, with. Oh, that. my God, this is a, a train wreck, which it was yeah. for some parts of the season at the very least. But we do have another question here about another Chargers injury and somebody potentially coming back and playing in this game. And it's Mike Williams. And this question is from Andrew, who asks, could Mike Williams be on a snap count depending on how he's feeling? <laughs> it's a good question, David, because we know he's banged up. I, I mean, I, I have to think he's going to play. Uh, we've seen him play through a lot. He's a super tough guy. To me, it's not about if he's on a snap count. I I mean, I think if he's out there, you're going to play him as much out there as you can. As long as his body's holding up, I think he's going to be out there for a majority of the snaps. To me, it's can he take that first hit, right? Are you going to be holding your breath after that first hit, that first jump ball that he comes down with? That's kind of what I'm more afraid of rather than if they're going to try to keep him on a snap count.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the playoffs. You can't really talk about snap counts here. I mean, it's, you know, the regular season. Yeah, you you can, you can entertain that, but it's do or die, you know, it's win or go home. So, you know, you need your best players out there. And like you mentioned, Mike Williams is a tough son of a gun. He's a guy that has played through a lot of injuries. And, you know, you just want to get the healthiest version of Mike Williams out there to be able to give you everything that he has, because it's clear and obvious that Mike Williams is a very important part of this offense. And if you want to get the best version of this offense, that means that he is not only on the field, but heavily involved in the game plan.
0: And playoffs always come down to big moments, right? Yeah. So many great playoff games come down to big moments. And the Chargers big moment guy is Mike Williams. I mean, you look back to the do or die game the Chargers had last season and what Mike Williams did in that final game against the Raiders in regulation yeah. and in overtime. That's who Mike Williams is. He shows yeah. up in big moments most of the time, and it's usually with spectacular plays. And it just feels like for the Chargers to be kind of an up-and-coming Jaguars team this week, they're gonna need a couple of moments from Mike Williams, right? So, like, if he can, he give them those moments. Can he hold up after coming through with those moments? He's such a big weapon. We talked about it before. The games that they've put up thirty plus this season, Mike Williams has played all of those games for the entire game. Every time you know that's happened. And played happened, well. He's been out there and he's had at least seven catches and 94 yards in those games. And two of them went over a hundred. So like, yeah, he's been a key piece to when this Chargers offense is clicking, they're going to need some big plays. They're going to have to keep up in some of these games. They need Mike Williams to do it. I don't think he's going to be on a snap count. It's just, can he hold up? Because with stuff like this, I know we've seen him battle it out. And in what, you know, version of him are you getting? Because Mike Williams at 80%. Yeah. He can make a couple plays probably, but it's just not the same guy. And that they need as close to a hundred percent of Mike Williams as they can get. But That being said, David, I do think that right now for this team, the expectation has to be to win some playoff games. And especially for me, I think it's a disappointment if the Chargers don't win a single playoff game, especially with the guys getting healthier right now as we see it. So up next, we're going to talk about what our realistic expectations are for the Chargers in this playoff run. If the coaching staff is all safe, regardless of what happens, and much more coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about how you cannot do your taxes with TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve the stress that you have when you're filing your taxes so you can not do it and do not taxes instead. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not, taxa- hope not taxes sleeps. Basically, anything you want to do that aren't taxes or are things you can do when you use TurboTax to have them do your taxes for you. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Now, yes, it does. It really does. Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com and learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full-service products only, video meeting, while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. I also need to tell you guys about the app that I haven't been able to put down lately, and it's the ultimate football GM app. And what that is, is it lets you be the GM of your own team and do everything that comes along with doing it. I know that we've all played GM before, I pretended to be Tom Telesco before for sure, and that's what you get to do with the Ultimate Football GM. You get to hire the right coaches and coordinators, you get to trade players, you can make draft picks, and you navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft in all the ups and downs of a season so Chargers fans can consider themselves seasoned vets as far as roller coaster seasons go. All in this challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go, play whenever you want to. Locked on Chargers listeners also get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. <clears throat> All right, we want to get back to this Chargers mailbag here, Dave, and I want to talk a little bit about expectations because I do think the Chargers expectations have changed this season, especially as they've gotten healthier towards the end of it. And so the first question we have here is from Sean Liu who asks, what are the realistic expectations for the team? What would be considered a disappointment for the Chargers in 2022? I'll let you start.
1: Yeah, for me, a, d- a disappointment is the, the Chargers going one and done and losing to the Jaguars on Saturday. That would be the biggest disappointment, just considering how this season has gone with all the you know injuries and all the things that they've had to face. You know, you reset your expectations depending on what the team looks like and where they're at in the current moment. I think I expect them to win at least one playoff game and to be competitive against whoever they play. I feel like this is a Chargers team that has better depth and has still has that same amount of talent that it seems like they always have to be able to play with anybody that includes the teams that they are going to be playing against in the playoffs. So I expect them to at least win a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, I think
0: those are realistic expectations. I think you can realistically expect this specific team as it stands right now, assuming, you know, you're going to have Mike Williams this week, assuming you're going to have Joey Bosa, right? And the guys you didn't have during the toughest parts of this season for you, you should expect to win a playoff game. And I'll take it a step further, David, not only should you expect to win this first playoff game, if you do win this first playoff game, I think you need to still be competitive against these other big juggernauts in the AFC, yeah. right? Like I, I just think that it will be disappointing if you do end up beating the Jaguars. Obviously, that's the first step. You can't overlook it. No. But then get to one of these other teams and then totally get boat raced, right? Right. Like, I think you want to know that you're making progress. I think yes. you want to know that you're closing the gap a little bit and you're not gonna have Rashawn Slater this week, probably, and prop Mary, you know, and you're ne- you're not gonna have JC Jackson for sure. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Rashawn Slater comes back next week and that makes a big difference. But you're still going to be missing two major guys this week. Even with that being said, I still think you should realistically expect to beat the Jaguars this week, right? And that's a disappointment. If you have Justin Herbert, if you're going in the right direction, if you're trying to close the gap in the AFC West, you have to go win playoff games because you have the guys on the roster to do it. But yeah. we do have another question here I think goes along well with that, which is Chris onaveros who asks, does this playoff appearance guarantee – the entire coaching staff is safe. For anyone who didn't see yesterday's show, we did talk about the fact that Brandon Staley, in my opinion, is safe, right? I mean, I, there is the outside chance of something crazy happening with Sean Payton if the Chargers just go nuts, but there's no precedent for it in franchise history for a coach, you know, coming off of playoffs that's not, you know, Marty Schottenheimer going 14 into hiring his brother to be a defensive coordinator and then you know getting fired for it. But yeah, that's a whole nother story for another time. I think this is. Does extend to Brandon Staley for the most part, even after I disagreed with his actions last Sunday. I do think that definitely muddies the water a little bit, just because I think before that it seemed pretty clear with the defense playing as well as it has they making the playoffs this season. I don't think that goes for everybody, though.
1: No, it doesn't. Definitely doesn't. I, and I think, obviously, the guy that we're talking about here is is uh, the special teams. Cor- no, of course not. It's the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi. <laughs> and, of course, Joe Lombardi... Take Ryan
0: Ficken your offensive coordinator yeah
1: yeah, hey that's not a bad idea Ryan Ryan Ficken's done just a spectacular job with that special teams unit it's just one of the most remarkable year to year leaps and jumps that we have really ever seen it's you know quite fantastic to watch they were really good not just average they were good Yeah, top 10 good (laughs) which is which is just uh, unbelievably mind-blowing to be able to say out loud you know it just it just doesn't make sense but the recency bias would tell you that lately the offense has looked better, and, and they and it and they have. But you can't fall into that trap. You got to look at the entire body of work. And there was way too many lulls uh, throughout this season. Way too many times where you found yourself scratching your head at the play calling decisions and the stick routes that you saw over and over and over and over again. No, uh, you know Joe Lombardi needs to call an exotic game and be. A, even better in the playoffs because he's still very much on the hot seat. If the chargers show up and they don't play well and they don't look good, then yeah, he's very well on his way out of LA.
0: You have to hope they at least consider it right. I, I mean, unless it's just off the table for Brandon Taylor, which I don't think it should be, especially since he wasn't his first option. I think even yeah. though you made the playoffs, you can still want more. And I think after every off season, you have to evaluate, are these people the right people to be handling Justin Herbert's Hall of Fame trajectory? Because that's straight up what it is, because the dude has the talent to do it. If he's underachieving in that way, I mean, and it's so easily seen that it's not his fault, something has to be changed. And I do think that this is a very important playoff for maybe not even just Joe Lombardi, maybe also, you know, for the quarterbacks coaches way as well, you know, Shane Day, what is his role in that? What is his role in the offense and the struggles there? I think there's a lot of people that still could be on it, on the hot seat to some extent, David, because I don't think going and losing your first game in the playoffs should guarantee anyone, you know, outside of Brandon Staley, who I think has really kind of changed the culture for the Chargers a little bit, you know, and has done a lot of good things, especially getting this injured team to the, the playoffs. The offense still has to be scrutinized. And that actually yeah. brings us to the next question here. I think we can get to, which is from Joey Hicks who asked, do you think that the offense opens it up this week versus Jacksonville, or does it continue the way it has been going? saving their more elaborate plays maybe for teams like the Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and the Cincinnati Bengals. You got to lay it all on the table, David. To me, this is a showcase for Joe Lombardi. Like, I don't think, like I said, I mean, I think you still have to evaluate it. And if it was ending right now, I would be replacing the Chargers' offensive coordinator. Yeah. If he makes a run and the Chargers' offense looks electric, I mean, that maybe changes things, right? But I do think he has to be absolutely emptying the chamber there's no saving plays for any game it's put everything out in every do or die game that you have
1: there is no tomorrow there is absolutely no tomorrow for Joe Lombardi he needs to put his absolute best game plan out there and he needs to be aggressive he's got to go for it there there's no more conservative no, it, it's time to go be the best version of this Chargers offense that we know is capable, uh, and we know that we can. You know, we can see. We just we haven't. We've only seen it in spurts. We've only seen it in one or two games. This is where you break out all the stops and you go and you show your absolute best game plan every single week because that's what these playoff games demand from you.
0: You're right. And I think that the thing is with Joe Lombardi is there may be nothing you can do that's going to save him. Obviously, if they win the Super Bowl, it's hard to imagine there's much of a coaching shakeup, you know, right. But outside of that, I mean, if this is when the pressure is going to be on, I mean, Joe Lombardi's had some games where you have seen him clam up, you have seen him go conservative in games. There's no room to do it. You have to have a killer instinct in the playoffs or these teams are going to catch up to you. If you have the offensive lulls that plagued you for the rest of the season, that is just showcasing exactly why it has to be somebody else next year. And I just think that you want to see somebody innovative. You want to see somebody creative. If it does happen, you know we'll have after the season where we can get into who we would like to see as the Chargers' new offensive coordinator. But the other thing is, is you want to see him do well, right? Like, yeah, as much as you can want a new offensive coordinator, you still have to be rooting for Joe Lombardi right now because it directly impacts what the Chargers are going to do in this playoff. So it's like, yeah, I hope he goes off. I hope he has the best, you know, three or maybe four game stretch of his career right now, because that means the Chargers are (laughs) doing well. If they win against the Jacksonville Jaguars 17 to 14 and then get bounced 41 to 14 against the Chiefs, then it's a different discussion, right? But I absolutely think what happens in these playoffs Definitely counts for many coaches, but Joe Lombardi specifically. So I do want to get into a little bit more, including when would you rather play the Chiefs? Would you rather play him coming up next in the division round? if you get past the Jaguars? Or would you rather have it for all the marbles in the AFC championship game? We're also talking about some unsung players that have to come through against the Jaguars if the Chargers are going to pull it off. Maybe guys you wouldn't necessarily think of. So we're going to get into that coming up after this. But I do need to tell you guys again about my favorite daily fantasy app. And I'm talking about price picks. Price picks works like this. You pick two to five players if they score more or less than their Price picks projections, you can get the money. Or you can win, obviously, and you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry in for a game like this against the Jaguars. You can go on there right now and choose whether Justin Herbert will go more or less than 279 and a half passing yards. So they were projecting him to have a really good game. This one, I still think he could get past that. Or Keenan Allen. What about this one? More or less than 75 and a half receiving yards. I would definitely be going more than on that one but price picks offers projections for every sport really i mean nba nhl pga college football mma nascar tennis boxing whatever you're looking for you can find projections and make entries on it at price picks and the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's very very quick i've woken up you know 958 and gotten some price picks entries in there on a sunday i won't lie so it's very very easy to do you can do it very quickly And first-time users right now can receive a 100% instant deposit match when you download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up. With $100 or more or anything up to $100, they will match. You put in $100, you will get $100. If you put in $50, you will get $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code at LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We have a few more of our Chargers mailbag questions we want to get into here, including a voicemail from our friend Atir who wants the Chiefs and he wants the Chiefs for all the marbles that hero Etiyah has for us this week.
1: Dan, hi, David. This is Ettier. Okay, I have a question. I'm looking just a little bit ahead. Do you want the Chiefs in the divisional round or in the championship game? I want the Chiefs in the championship game because I want to see can Justin Herbert and the Boat, the throne, the king, and moving on to the Super Bowl. What do you think?
0: Let me know, please. Thank you. That's a great question because it's like part of you, you know you want you want maximum pain for the Chiefs and you have Chiefs fans and all of that. So, David, what would you do? Would you rather see the Chiefs in the next round in the divisional round, obviously not overlooking the Jaguars this week, and knowing this is hypothetical, or would you rather see it in the game for all the marbles?
1: <laughs> David muted himself. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, Knowing that the Chargers are going to get to the conference championship if that was the case and there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. I want the team that I know I want the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't. The Chargers are most familiar with the Chiefs. We know that they play them extremely, extremely close lost by a combined six points in both the games that they have played this season and I know that the Chargers can beat them. I know that sounds weird seeing them lose twice, but if a couple of those interceptions don't get overturned, the Chargers should have already had a victory over the Chiefs this season. So uh, I know that they can do it, and I would love, and I mean absolutely love, to watch the Chargers send the Chiefs home on their way to the Super Bowl. It would be a great time to send him home. I guess if I was going to play devil's
0: advocate for that one, I would say who is most likely going to get you to the AFC championship game. And that's why I think I would take the Chiefs in the divisional round. Not as much pain. But what I do know, though, is that Brandon Staley can build a good point, game point to go up against the Chiefs. He's done it pretty much in every game they played off played against each other, right? Yeah. And you should be healthier defensively in this one. That first game this year against the Chiefs, it changed a lot in the second half, right? I mean, they had a really, really good defensive performance and even – then I mean they gave up a seven yard pick six or seven point pick six basically right so seven of those points you can't even attribute to the Chiefs offense who really scored 20 in that game and I do think that if you could slay the Chiefs in the divisional round momentum right so hard to quantify obviously I think that gives you the confidence that you can beat any team in the league so like if whether you get you know potentially the Bengals or the Bills in the next round I think that would maybe be able to buoy you and know hey we can beat anyone we just took out Patrick Mahomes are we afraid of Josh Allen Are we afraid of Joe Burrow? I don't think so, and I think they have a better shot right now of beating the Chiefs than they do those other two teams because of all the things that you mentioned there. But this is how it works. The Chiefs get the remaining lowest seed after this week. So if everything stays chalk, if the Bills end up beating the Dolphins, if the Bengals end up beating the Ravens, the Chargers or the Jaguars would play the Chiefs. If one of those two teams pulls off the upset, that would leave the Chargers with either the Bills or the Bengals, whoever remains, right, whether or not the Ravens or the Dolphins somehow pull it off. I don't see that happening. The Chargers are more than likely playing the Chiefs up next if they can pull it off this weekend against Jacksonville in Duval. So we'll see how that goes. But we do have more Chargers mailbag questions to get into. Now let's go to Superfan Zach who writes into us today, and he's asking this. Who is a player that you would love to see have a great game against Jacksonville on Saturday? For me, it's either Donald Parham or Asante Samuel Jr. I want everyone to play well, but those two especially. So, yeah, obviously you want everyone to play well. I, I mean, I think if you're going for storylines, Donald Parham is a good one, right? Seeing him return from that scary injury that he had in scoring even a touchdown like we saw you know, a couple weeks ago, that was great to see as well from him. But I think storyline-wise, I'd probably go Michael Davis, right? Especially because he did get to play against the Jaguars the first week, right? And I think had some plays he would like back. He didn't have a bad game, but gave up, ended up seven catches in that one. And he's been on such a crazy trajectory. Like, I think that they want him, you know, I think they need him to kind of keep playing like that. But I kind of want to change this question a little bit to the unsung heroes the Chargers need to come through in this game for them to get it done. Because, yes, it is a lot about the star players and the star players have to come through. But to me, Dave, there's a few pieces on the Chargers who I think, hey, that might be underrated. But that guy kind of needs to come through this week if the Chargers want to pull this off.
1: Yeah, one of those guys for me is Josh Kelly on offense. Uh, You know, I really feel like the running game needs to be featured in this game. They, you know, they, you know, and then they need to be very intentional about how they run the ball because, you know, don't just run it up the middle and think that that's going to give way. Don't bound, you know, don't bang your head up against the wall, but you need to incorporate that running game. And I feel like Josh Kelly, the way he's been running the football this year. Uh, I feel like he you know, could really change that game and change the way it looks because of their success on the ground, which we all know sets up and makes the play action much more effective.
0: To me, I'm going to go with Nazir Adderley, because, not because I think he's been great, but because I think if he has a bad game, it could lose the Chargers the game. It feels to yeah. me like there are going to be a couple of chances in this game where it's going to be Nazir Adderley trying to make a tackle on someone like, you know, Travis Etienne or someone like that, where if he misses it, it's going to turn into a touchdown. And I think yeah. he's going to have to clean up his angles. I think he's going to have to bring the physicality in this one. And I'd say a kind of runner-up there would be Kenneth Murray because Kenneth Murray has the athleticism, right, to keep up with some of these athletes and has some plays and coverage this year that have been very promising. Yeah. If he can have a big game, it makes me feel that much better. If he has a really bad game, I think it's going to be tough for the Chargers defense to get off the field going up against a pretty hot offense in Jacksonville. But let's continue these and get through these last couple, David, and go rapid fire here. Let's start with Joshua, who asks, should we be worried about Austin Eckler fumbling? He's got five fumbles this year, and he's lost three of them. How worried are you about that?
1: I'm not that worried about it, just because if you look at the amount of touches that he's had between the rushing attempts two hundred and four and you know his receptions a hundred and seven yeah. for him to have five fumbles, I mean he's touching the ball a lot, you know it's gonna happen, but also let us have some perspective there are twenty four more players in the NFL that have more fumbles than Austin Eckler, so you know and it's probably part on of the game. less
0: touches too yeah, yeah,
1: and a lot less touches you know Austin Eckler is not about the rushing yards the receiving yards he's about the touches and he gets the ball a lot because he is that good. Uh, But yeah, I'm not, not too concerned with it. I know it's something that he is going to clean up and make sure that is not an issue in the playoffs. Yeah, and
0: I think it probably helps that he had one last week, right? I I mean, I think you're definitely more conscious of it when it just happened to you. And and I think he's been pretty solid around the goal line, right? I mean, 38 touchdowns the last couple of years, right? Now, 18 this season. (laughs) and, And he's only lost three fumbles, and he's getting the ball that much around the goal line without any, you know, Melvin Gordon fumbles on the one yard line. So Ayo. it is always in the back of your head. You see him take a hard hit. You know how much a fumble or something like that could change a game like this, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it's a concern as always. But I guess the biggest thing is like the risk so far outweighs right the, you know, but the, the reward so much outweighs the risk in this because he just brings yeah. so much to the table offensively. You can't really imagine the offense without him. But one more here from Rendog, who asked, with Bose still shaking off some rest and Kyle Van Noy playing amazing the last few games. How would you feel if we put Bosa on the D line next to Kyle Van Noy, who I'm guessing he's saying this situation is out on the edge? Yeah, I love it. I don't think Joey Bosa right now. I mean, I wouldn't want him eating up double teams an entire game. But do you? Can you have a NASCAR package? Could you have a package that has him, Morgan Fox, Kyle Van Noy, and Khalil Mack on the field at the same time? Absolutely. I mean, that, that yes. sounds great to me. But I, I, I yes. don't think you can do it on a more full term basis, especially you know as he's trying to come back.
1: No, I mean, you know what Joey Bosa does best. Yeah, he's good against the run, but getting after the quarterback is his game. So you want to make sure you put him in as many opportunities to get as many one on one pass rushing uh, chances as he can during the game. And, you know, obviously he's going to make an impact no matter what. But I feel like he has been particularly quick and particularly nasty since coming back from this injury. It looks like, you know, he's really ready to go when it comes to getting after the quarterback. So you want to put your players in the best positions to do what they do best. And for Joey, that's getting after the quarterback. So I think that's what he should be doing primarily.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of other things you can do as well, where maybe Calvin isn't just playing straight up edge rusher. Maybe he's playing more of that hybrid linebacker role. And you have both Cleo Mack and Bosa out on the edge with someone like Calvin and his pass rush pedigree, Rushing as a blitzer, right? yeah that's also an option as well. Gives you more flexibility with Derwin James on the back end and how you want to use him in coverage and things like that. So I think there's a lot of different ways the Charge could get creative with it. How comfortable can they get with this unit all kind of coming to back coming back together towards the end of the season? That's the thing, because when the Chargers have really simplified it without Derwin, without Joey, right? Without those guys, they played really well. How much more do you want to complicate it now that you have some of these weapons back? How much do you want to try to get out of these guys right now that you do have them back? So it's going to be interesting. The Chargers have all the weapons at their disposal. Though Brian Staley should be able to come up with a heck of a game plan this week with all the guys he has out there. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you are back here because you're not going to want to miss it. It's me and it's Wig tomorrow, Locked On Chargers, Locked On Jaguars crossover Thursday. To make sure you guys are back here for that, make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. Really good story. I mean, we got Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence in this game. Two of the great young quarterbacks in this league facing off in the playoffs. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to have Wagon talk with him about it. But you can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Droegemeyer on Twitter at SD. You can find the show's page like most of you did who call, or, you know wrote questions into today's show at LockdownLAC. Thank you to everyone who contributed. Or like a tier calling into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. If you call in Leave around a 30-second voicemail. There's a good chance you can get it on the show. Thank you guys again for that, and thank you for making us your first listen. As always, if you need a second listen, make sure to check out the Locked On NFL podcast because they have the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis and the biggest games in the NFL Keys Prediction show every Friday and Monday. Local insiders will cover the weekend with game-to-game action from every game around the league. Thank you guys again for checking it out. Make sure you're back here tomorrow for a crossover Thursday with the Locked On Jaguars podcast. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.